What's up, people? This is your girl, Essence, and you are riding the wave of Wisdom in Red, where we are living life through the words and spirit of Christ. I hope that all is going well with you, and if not, that it is used for your testing to encourage you and build your faith in the Lord all the more. Um, He is faithful and just to get you through all things. So I wanted to, for this moment, talk about how, how science in the Bible, it was just so ahead of its time. But I'm only going to focus really on one thing. And if you guys have ever heard of Dr. Caroline Leaf, she was the first person. This was the through her was the first time I had ever heard of neuroplasticity. And I'll go over that in a minute. But um, in regard to the Bible, well, specifically, I literally have been going through a huge serious battle with depression I mean like over a span of some months and some there were a lot of things that the Lord you know the Lord was telling me um to bring me out of that and to begin the process of my awareness and the renewing of my mind when it came to battling depression when it came to teaching myself how to think um I did not realize until I had this great battle with depression that I did not know how to control my thoughts. Um, Years back, um, I I think I've told you guys this before, but I was diagnosed with bipolar type two. And as a believer, a lot of us were like, oh, I don't claim that. Well, what that label did for me, it let me know that there is a series of patterns that is revealing an issue. And so like any other ailment or trial or anything else there there were symptoms there that said something needs to change there is a disorder and therefore if there's a disorder there needs to be um, a change that occurs now I grew up in the idea still without being aware of science it's not like they teach this stuff in class at least not when I was in school or I just didn't pay attention, I don't know. But um, where I was still in the age of thinking, the brain doesn't change. Like you've learned all, you are really going to learn, like stuck in your ways and all of that stuff by a certain age. Like, and for some people, I think a lot of people still believe that. Um, I grew up around um, some people who believed that. So for me, That's what I thought I was kind of stuck in and, you know, but just subconsciously. Um, So what was really cool was the Lord gave me this. Okay, so I'll tell you, I was literally so depressed. Um, I was this was stemming off of a uh, divorce and um, just heartbreak and low self-esteem and transitioning going you know starting all over again with nothing my literally everything me and my two children had were out of plastic bags we had ended up homeless it was just everything was in shambles but even though everything was in shambles I still believe this is only a, a little bitty spot in time and that all of this was going to work out for our good and it was cool. It was just going to like, I, you know, but I was just having to grieve. And so I moved to where I moved to and it was a huge transition. And like I said, having to start over and right when I, right after I moved, winter hit 
and when winter hit oh my goodness y'all like everything was just it just it was like my world had just gone black <laughs> like dark like just no light or nothing so little by little the Lord was just ministering to me through that time and what he had begun to teach me about was my mind and one of the things that he told me you know like he gave it to me like this like imagine your best day imagine the day where you literally you know you go out you do everything that just you know no he said what does that look like you know and when I'm saying he said it I'm saying these are the thoughts that he brought to me that I know were encouraged and influenced by him by the Holy Spirit because these things were life changing and thing ways that I had not been thinking before especially again because I did not know about neuroplasticity which is what I'm going to talk to you about today in regard to the Bible so what 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 it was was what would you do on your best day like what does that look like and I was just like ooh, the Sun would be out the weather would be perfect you know everything is right you know not struggling about nothing mind is clear I'm just able to do everything that I need to do for that day just like little things like going to the grocery store or because at that time I was so depressed that I just wasn't leaving the house like nothing you know just barely just able to get out take my kids to school stuff like that but and even then my mother would help because I was so down and out I didn't even have energy to get out of my bed some days most days during that time and she knew what I was going through and she was there to help me like oh my gosh like the blessing and just having that because I know so many people with uh, depression with mental illness with mental disorder don't have anyone to help them through those periods as they're trying to grow so I thank the Lord and my mother for being there um, that was a serious grace especially without the judgment so the negative judgment that was a huge thing um, that and, and knowing that I was getting prayer from my church so anyhow that was so that was one of the things was like it would just be the most perfect day and he said now you you take that thought you see how you feel because what it was he was shifting me out of a into one feeling into another feeling and he was just like so how does that make you feel when you think about that perfect day because I was just like wow I I lit up you know and I was just like I feel really lit like lit up like I could I just felt better my mood had lifted and it was starting to shift and he said now you take that feeling because and this is how good God is because he was just dealing with me on the most shallow level at that at that moment just how I was feeling and he said you take that feeling and you apply that every time you know it's something you have to do you apply that every day as you can into anything if it's just to make a phone call if you know and you've been avoiding a certain phone call that you have to make um uh cleaning up deep cleaning something or just whatever or just cleaning the house, whatever it is that you need to do to make sure that you put yourself in that feeling and that was just a very basic shallow way of lifting my spirit so anyhow so then we we go into so oh again at what I did not realize was that the Lord was teaching me how to renew my mind my mind had been renewed in so many other ways and in the in the church I think we just think oh you know 
we're just renewing our mind. You know, I don't do the things I used to do. But a lot of habits that we had in the world are very, very tiny, very subtle. Um, And they could mean a good day or a bad day for us. Uh, Anywhere from anger to anxiety to, to to depression to, you know what I mean? To, um, just all kinds of things, having an arrogant attitude, having, you know, very, very self-righteous attitude, all these little things that we probably had as our defenses or as our go-to feelings or as our default way of doing things, having an attitude, you know what I mean? Just being nice, nasty, you know, any little thing or being, uh, having low self-esteem or thinking that, the, the scripture, you know, about, uh, having more esteem for others over than yes, you know, other than yourself, meaning let people run all over you and misinterpreting the scriptures and all kinds of ways that, you know, we took our personalities in the world and that were not th- those patterns that weren't so good and brought them into the church, into our new life being born again. So a lot of things still had not been re- renewed or have not been renewed in us, that was one of the things for me. When I came into the Lord, everything else was so much bigger that I didn't pay attention to the fact that from time to time, I would suffer from very deep sadness. And um, whether it was explained or unexplained, it didn't matter. Um, it was the fact that my I had not trained my brain how to deal with it. I had never faced it. Um, so this was very interesting that the Lord was telling me, cause he called it my sunny day mentality. That's, that's really what came to my mind as he was sharing this, the Holy spirit was just really stirring this up in me. And so it dawned on me like, Oh, so after that, it was a, I completely came out of the depression. I started just going outside as cold as it was you know, still (laughs) I was going outside and some days it was just too cold and that wind would whip around and I'd go on back in, but I was able to get out and do things, you know, rain, snow, ice. It did not matter anymore because I was happy. I had the sun shining in my thinking. So I, I just said, cause it could be dark and cloudy and icy and cold and all of that on the outside, but it didn't matter if I was motivated on the inside in my thinking and that just really took me down this huge path of dealing with depression bipolar disorder whatever the disorder in general and so the Lord started teaching me about how to reject negative thinking negative thoughts that I still was I was still learning about that and this this all took place over time you know over a couple of years really over a few years and I'm still working on it to this day it's I mean forever a learning experience forever having to renew my mind because every day there are new thoughts entering my mind there are new things in my eyes and so therefore my brain is exposed to that I have to make choices to accept or reject and so but I've been learning how to do that to the point where where I used to be depressed for months at a time then it only went down to weeks at a time. And I'm talking about immobility. Okay. Just like this mental paralyzed, numb state, um, 
to weeks at a time to days at a time to now sometimes it's just hours at a time or matter of fact the way that it goes now is that I'll still be functional for the most part but I'll just be in some type of a mode where I'm like okay I'm like I'm very careful about how I'm thinking and so sometimes I'll pull back from certain people or certain things or certain events or whatever uh, where I know I just kind of need to be to myself to build myself not to you know wallow you know so so it's you know so it it, 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 it it even looks completely different you know what I'm saying and it's really been a blessing God has really taught me about this sunny day mentality I'm actually gonna do some shirts with it because I got some sweatshirts that I got for myself <laughs> um, that I've made for myself so I want to probably make those available to other people but I don't know but that's my story with what I'm about to tell you today so neuroplasticity Jesus was way ahead of the time. The Bible was way ahead of the time. And let me, I want to say something before. I want to read the scripture. Titus 3, 5 says, he saved us. He saved us. Not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. You guys, I say that because I want to make it clear right now that this is not something that a human can take credit for. This is something that God himself had already preordained to bless us to do um, on behalf of, you know, us getting the opportunity that we might know God by his own grace um, and in accordance to, to his own word to his own promise that he would do this, that he would reconcile us to him. And so I say these things, not as if this is a work that is just doable in the flesh. This understanding has had to come to me through the Holy Spirit, through the counsel of the Holy Spirit. And I'm not saying that people with mental disorders need to, um, that people with mental disorders need to forego therapy or medication. I'm not one of those people because everyone's disorder looks different. Um, even though we have all the, these same basic patterns and, and categories and labels and blah, 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 you have to find, you have to go before God yourself and be in prayer and in relationship and fellowship with the Holy Spirit yourself. Um, And not everybody is saved. So I would never say, and even believers, not every believer has, you know, counsel and and fellowship in regard to their disorder, you know, just to the point where they're under getting an understanding about these things. So if you have to take medications, even though medications do not work for me, um, for whatever, whatever you need to do that is for your health you know, you go for that, you know, so don't sit here. I am not a medical doctor. I am not a therapist. I am not, I am no one to take this information as medical information. This is strictly my experience and what I have seen in the word of God. Okay. So that's a little disclaimer, I guess I need to put in there, but I, so, so I just gave that scripture from Titus. He saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy spirit, I cannot take any credit 
for what God himself has done, um, what he has put into place. And how do I know God has put this into place? Let me tell you something. How many of us understand what Jesus came preaching about? He came preaching. Matthew 3, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus, when he started his ministry, the first mission or message, excuse me, was repent. That message was repent. And so when you are repenting, that's when it started dawning on me um, (laughs) because I said, well, if we have to repent, then that means a change of, of, that means that he's expecting us to one, accept that something is wrong and that we need to change how we think. We need to have some remorse. We need to feel a sense of, of, um, of error in our ways and contrition. We have to come to ourselves and become, um, aware that we have to submit to the fact that we have fallen short, but the hope he says, what did he say? He says, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And when he was talking about the kingdom of heaven, he was talking about, and a lot of people may debate this, but I am convinced that the Holy Spirit was coming. He was leaving so that the spirit of God can now come and dwell in man. And in that the fruit would then be able to bear, be, you know, uh, we would bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit as believers. Um, so this repent for the kingdom of hand, uh, king, kingdom of heaven is at hand was letting me know, oh my gosh, he's saying that I need to submit to him so that I can receive power from the Holy Spirit to do what? To bear the fruit. So if I'm going to bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit, then that means that my mind has to change. So this was a little bit interesting because again, even though I had been aware of the sunny day mentality that he had given me, the understanding around that, I still had not quite connected that the brain really can change. And you would think, I mean, thinking as I talk about it, you know, you may be thinking, well, of course it can change because, you know, we always got to learn stuff and this and this and that. But again, in the medical community, which we shouldn't always, you know, take to heart, (laughs) but in the medical community, it was in my subconscious mind that the, that the mind was static, that that was it. It was fixed. It just was not, there was, (sighs) if you were sick in your mind, that's it. You know, as a person dealing with mental disorder, and I had not even really been looking at myself as a person with a mental disorder, just issues, unresolved issues, but just the same. So when he talks about then, or rather, when you look at scripture, uh, the scripture talks about renewing your mind, right? Having a new heart, And he says in Romans 12, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So what is interesting here is that this is showing us that we have the ability to change how we think. 
We have the absolute ability to change our patterns. We have the absolute ability to be built in the things of God because I hear, and I'm saying this and I'm stressing this because a lot of people, how many people have you heard say, that's just how I am? And we're not always aware of what, of the impact of the things that we say. So when people are like, oh, that's just me. You accept me for how I am, da 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 I mean, you hear women say it all the time, you know, about our attitudes or about, you know, how, you know, we think of things or you have men who are set in their ways when it comes to women and they think that they can't change or set in their ways when it comes to what they do for a living or you know, things like that. And we, and we have these, I mean, it is in our subconscious mind that we compartmentalize how we think we compartmentalize our patterns, that these are set patterns. When the Lord, the giving the gospel itself teaches us that this is a false teaching. And of course they didn't find this out. You guys, let me tell you, In the medical community, it wasn't until I think about the 1970s where scientists have finally begun to understand that the brain can change, that it was not fixed by a certain age, that its growth and development wasn't fixed by a certain age. So that, so, so, so then, so I look at, I think about Jesus and I think about John the Baptist because John the Baptist came ahead of time and was just like hey look repent 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 he was baptizing folks with that water baptism he was baptizing folks preparing them for Jesus washing them because you got to get washed he's saying you got to get washed with the word and who's the word the word is Jesus Christ I think it's Revelation 19 13 hope I'm not wrong But anyway, so Jesus and John were so scientifically ahead of everybody. They were ahead of science. Scientists did not realize that this is called neuroplasticity in one sense. Because, I mean, there are, you know, various. So I'm going to give you the definition, actually. So the definition of neuroplasticity, uh, neuro, if you think about, if you've ever heard of Dr. Caroline Leaf, she talks about it a lot. That's part of her ministry. She is a neuroscientist and she basically just breaks it down. Neuro meaning brain plasticity, basically meaning the ability to change or change. So neuroplasticity, the ability of the brain to form and reorganize synaptic connections, especially in response to learning or experience or following injury. So it can be Neuroplasticity is, is, it's basically the ability for change, for re, for changing how you think, how your brain develops, you know, in the sense to where you are able to function at your best, to where you are able to function where there has been dysfunction, to be able to have order where there was disorder, to where you are Um, thinking in a where your brain is healing where it was injured so and your ability to process things process healthy thought and and build upon that so when you hear the message of the gospel it's it's dang near a miracle because when you take in the gospel your brain your mind when you're praying 
and you're literally lighting up areas in your brain that don't light up for anything else scientifically speaking when you look at scientific research if you just pull up the uh you know google studies on prayer in the brain things like that and you see that it light uh especially if there there was one i saw on speaking in tongues where it lights up an area of the brain that that doesn't light up for anything else like it's just this specialized area in the brain so there are just various um various blessings and this is miraculous to be able to repent but it's also scientific and ahead of its time when talking about repent and renewing your mind and think about when Jesus and John were preaching about this think about how you know John the Baptist was up here rebuking people to the point where he was killed for it because people didn't want to change it is that I mean when we talk about how um, the gospel is just so I mean what it's it, the, the the scandal around the gospel we call it scandalous because it's just amazing how, the the lives that are lost on behalf of it most of all Jesus Christ because of thing the things that we do and he's saying you do those things stop them but not only am I telling you to, to, to check yourself and understand that you're wrong, but now I want you to change from actually doing it. And I'm going to hold you accountable for changing. You guys, this is powerful because so many people feel they are stuck in their ways. Don't, ha- don't fornicate. What you mean don't fornicate? That's very natural for me to do. <laughs> yeah, it's natural because that is natural to your sin nature. So what do you think it's going to take for you to not do that anymore? Well, for one, you have to acknowledge that it's wrong before the sight of God. It's not the will of God. Just as he was saying, um, when he was talking about, hold on, when he was talking about, um, hold on, what was that? When he, what was it? He said, you'll be able to discern in Romans 12. He said that by testing You will discern, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So you won't even come to understand about your sins, about fornicating, about adultery. You'll justify all of those things, drug addiction and all of these different things. You'll justify these things or or any type of an addiction, Uh, porn, you know, sex, just whatever it may be, lying. He says, don't be conformed to that world. He said, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. But this is how you end up doing it. And listen to the science in this, that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, what is acceptable, what is perfect by testing. Now, if you know about scientific, I mean, about brain injury, they're constantly having to test. Think about, they're constantly having to you know, put the body through, through these tests to force the brain to, to gain, um, to begin to process what it needs to process, to build and create new synapses, to be healthy. You have to make the effort in order to change your thinking. That's why it's even the grace of God that he doesn't say, start off saying, renew your mind. We really don't see the renew your mind until later on when he's kind of been in his ministry for a minute. And then in the church, 
he's really just giving you the opportunity to say, show some contrition, repent, be a penitent man or woman, acknowledge your wrong. If you don't constantly acknowledge where you're wrong, you won't see the, the, the need to renew your, your thought life in those areas. You won't see the need to build new synapses. And I love, so again, I want you guys to, um, oh wait, so let me go back to, so again, when we are being tested, a test, we have to, when we have these thoughts, that's a test. Okay. I can't give into that. I'm not going to call that person. I know I can go get some from that person, or I know I can go get that alcohol or that drug, or I know that I can go and lie to this person to, to manipulate that way. But when you constantly have those thoughts, you have to remember that now you have the will by some by something greater than you who is our eternal father in his holy spirit now who speaks to our mind who teaches where we te- take our mind and we teach our brain we train our brain how to think and what to accept into our spirit into our souls so here it is and you protect and guard what goes into your heart. You'll be more careful about that because then I don't want to have to fight off all these different thoughts all the time. So all of this testing, you're creating a pattern of, of guarding yourself in a healthy way of changing how you think about certain things with the word of God. And you're in, in your understanding how to discern the will of God by when those things come up, and by the power of the Holy Spirit and by the renewal of the mind, you're saying in that testing, hmm, I reject that thought. I reject um, that old way of thinking. I reject the enemy. I reject that media. I reject that story. I reject that narrative. So the more you begin to reject these things and you wor- and you work in your sunny day mentality, you operating in the will of God, the more you practice operating in the will of God, the more your desires for the will of God become a necessity to you. The way that the fornication was a necessity, the way that the lying felt like a necessity, the way that the cheating and stealing was a necessity, you become to understand that, uh, that now you have gained a dependency on the will of God itself and how good and acceptable and perfect that is. And you know, and that's why people will talk about how, you know, like you changed, you became this different person or whatever, after you, you know, got the Lord in your life and all of these things. Well, that can happen now because your interests have, have now changed. They're not the way that they used to be with the people that they used to be with. So repentance, you guys, repentance and renewal of the mind, those messages are powerful and very scientific. So I just wanted to give those things to you guys. You know, I'm going to read a couple of scriptures on renewing the mind, basically. Um, um, he says, you know, don't, he says, don't lose heart in second Corinthians four, though our outer self is wasting away. Our inner self is being renewed day by day. Because you have to remember in the word, he says that every morning his mercies begin afresh. So every morning we are able to focus our mind, train our brain to receive the things of God. Every day it's a process. And every day we renew that process. We just build upon it, you know? Um, so, he, you know, he says, 
He says, don't be anxious about anything in Philippians four in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Again, when you have thanksgiving, that is a mental tool. Praying supplication. These are mental patterns that you are creating in the will of God to be able to discern always the will of God. What is good for you? What is good for the kingdom? What is to God's glory? What is acceptable? What's perfect? God, and, and, and perfection is from God's spirit. So he says again, don't be anxious about anything. So if you deal with anxiety and things like that in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So he's saying with these things, you know, it's like, it's not like he's saying, oh, just, you know, let all that stuff, you know, go by the wayside. He's saying, no, no, no. Let's acknowledge the issues. Let's face the problems. Let's deal with this thing mentally. And let's present that request to God. He says, bring it to me, bring it to my will so that you can, he says, that's, that's why you have to discern the will, be able to discern the will of God. Because you're taking those issues and those requests to the will of God. So whether it's, you know, something that is out of your control or whether it's something that you just need decision on and discernment on, you can begin to practice and take it before the word of God, the will of God. And so then he says, because then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will, in other words, just trumps everything. Every thought takes everything up into captivity. Okay. And you submit that before God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Y'all, this is so powerful. I don't know if you're really getting this. I really, I really hope that you get this. I hope you guys rewind this. If you got to do the little five second rewind thing or whatever, constantly. I don't know, whatever you have to do to get this, share this with people that deal with any types of issues or disorders or um, just period sin. All of us need it because we deal with sin. And in order to, to, to interrupt the patterns of that, of those sins, we have to learn how to train our brains to think by the Holy Spirit. Oh, and that was the other thing. I gotta find that. There was a scripture, but I just don't wanna misquote it. Hmm. Well, I don't know. It's just, I don't want to have to waste any time doing that. But you guys look up scriptures on the Holy Spirit. Look up scriptures on the renewal of the mind. Um, be sure you check out uh, my other podcast uh, where I'm talking about who you have in the Holy Spirit. I mean, he is your help, y'all. He is your help to teach you how to sanctify yourselves. So anyhow, Uh, Let's see if there's anything else. He says in Philippians 4, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, commendable, there is, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And this goes against toxic thought. It goes against toxic, toxic thought. Um, You know, Ephesians 4, he says, to be renewed in the spirit of your minds. He's constantly talking about the mind. Let this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus. 
we know good and well our mind ain't like Christ. So that means that we have to change synapses. Scientific, on a scientific level, we are from the spirit. He is miraculously, because it is a miracle that this happens, that he is literally changing in the science that he created. He is changing how we think. He is he is literally realigning uh, neurons in our brains and neurotransmitters are receiving new messages. And if you listen to Dr. Caroline Leaf, because this is funny, because after the Lord had given me all this stuff about uh, my sunny day mentality and all and all that, it was probably about a year or so later where I came upon Dr. Caroline Leaf. And maybe not even that long after, but I, so I, but I just was blown away because I had started to realize this is what the Lord gave me. The only thing was that she was just presenting the actual scientific evidence of what God had already begun doing in me. So this was very, very powerful. This has been a huge breakthrough in my life. You guys, I cannot stress to you enough. And I just wanted to share it with you guys. I have not shared this except when I do presentations, um, And I just started doing that um, with NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. You guys can go to NAMI.org if you deal with any mental illness or have family members dealing with that. But I deal with specifically the faith-based African-American community, uh, faith leaders. Um, So just trying to remove the stigma off of mental disorder, mental illness, and, and create better mental health and plans. And so you guys... I'm I'm just going to leave it there. Uh, This was, uh, you guys, like I said, check out Dr. Caroline Leaf. You know, you can find her all over YouTube. She's got books. She's got her website, whatever it may be. But I'm telling you, she literally confirmed, came across one of her videos one day, and she was confirming every single thing through scientific model. And of course, we know that the most high is the creator of science. We know that, uh, you know, the natural science, the things that we see, you know, people pervert science, obviously, but um, that this was God's way of us healing in our minds and renewing our minds that he said, yeah, this is what's going on. He's changing the patterns. He's recreating the synapses. He's given us the ability that, yes, he knows that our brains are like computers. So all these thoughts pop up. And this is how she put it. And this is why I really appreciate her. Because she gave like this visual of how thoughts will pop up. And you say, no, I don't want that. What I was saying earlier. No, I reject that. And it's so, I'm telling you guys, it has been so helpful. Because you think that it, oh, it's going to take me forever to, to not think like that again. No, it's like the brain is wanting to think right. It's wanting to think uh, on on heavenly things. What is true? What is honorable? What's pure? What's lovely? What's commendable and excellent? What's worthy of praise? The brain, it's it's just like you know. I'm a therapist. I'm a um, I'm a uh, reflexologist and massage therapist. And what we have learned is that the the body is always wanting to heal itself. It's just that sometimes it needs, because it needs good diet, it needs exercise, it needs certain things to keep the blood flowing and everything moving to help keep the body or bring the body back into homeostasis. In other words, to bring it into balance so that it can go ahead and do its work and push and heal itself. It's always wanting to heal itself, which is why if you break a bone, you put it together, it's going to heal right. If you put it 
if you don't put it together the right way, it's going to try to heal the best way it can. Our, he's made our brains the exact same way. So anyway, you guys, I just want to um, say that if you've never thought about whether or not you've taught yourself, you've trained your brain how to think, remember that the Most High has given you the strength, the ability, the power by the Holy Spirit how the kingdom has come. He said, repent, have the contrite heart, humble out to God and admit your wrongs, admit your faults, and then go in the word and see where you may have even more. Because the thing is, is that, yeah, we may get rid of the big stuff in the beginning. Oh, I don't fornicate no more. You definitely, you can't get me with that. But now, but you may, you may, you may not know how to show love. You may struggle with that. And you got to love because if you don't love, oh my gosh. You know what I'm saying? If you don't have love, then you don't have God. So it's, it's, it's just really, so you have to learn to renew your mind and, and literally recreate or not recreate, but to create new pathways that glorify God in your brain. And he's saying, I gave you the ability to do it. I'm telling you to renew your mind because I gave you the ability to do it. I'm telling you to repent because I gave you the ability to do it. And I wouldn't tell you to humble out for nothing and you still struggle with the same thing. No, you humble out and submit to me because I'm giving you the helper who's going to help recreate your thinking for you to sanctify yourself holy. In other words, for you to train your brain and how you think, which will change and reset your behavior y'all and thus give glory to God so I'm telling y'all I hope that this really blesses you guys I'm thankful for your ears I pray that you hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying I thank you for being patient throughout throughout this broadcast Uh, this is essence with uh, wisdom and red where we are living life through the words and spirit of Christ and you all have a good one